You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're brought to you by DailyRoto.com today and every day. And it's Dane Martinez, and we have back the Tony Sincata. Today we're going to be building the people's lineup for Week 15. Tony, we missed you yesterday. Glad to have you back today. How you doing? Oh, yeah, great job yesterday. Mike Florio absolutely getting it done. I listened to the show this morning, and... Uh, I, I love the show. The guys did a great job. Thank you so much. Have the real question though is how is your son's uh, band performance? I think that's why you were out. How did he do? Did he uh, do the Sincatas proud? Yeah, he did a good job. But I had a I had a weird thing happen to me. Okay, what was it? I was chatting up one of the teachers, right? Oh and boy. My ex-wife- yeah, my ex-wife was there. Okay. And uh, I asked, and she was with the kids, and I said, hey, well, you know, where are you guys sitting? Uh, so I go there. And then she uh, she texted me back, we, we're sitting here watching you work on your game, and then the teacher saw my phone with my uh, text from my ex-wife. Interesting, interesting. So uh, what'd you do with the uh, teacher? You guys go see the Star Wars movie together or something afterwards? What happened? Nah, nah, you know, it's it, it's not overnight, you know, it's not overnight. Maybe I'll, I'll have the kid bring us some lingerie for Christmas. Interesting. I got to tell you something. I was in the education game myself. I got some very interesting Christmas presents from students and from families of students that I have to literally open the box in the middle of the room and be like, oh. I'm going to put this over here on the side, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But, Tony, we did, in fact, go through the running backs, wide receivers, and the tight ends, and we talked about some of your polls that are out there. We've got polls today as well at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds as we go ahead and build the people's lineup, and then we'll find out, based on it, what kind of contest we're entering, see how much faith we have in what the people do. How's that sound? It sounds like it. I'll tell you what, the 50-50s lately that we've put them in, yeah. uh, they're down to $18, so we're, we're getting close. All right, maybe we should just go with maybe like a triple up this time, split the difference, <laughs> you know, and get a little bit more aggressive, but then not all the way into these big-time tournaments. Tony, I also I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I'm over on FanDuel, and I noticed this week that there is a whole brand-new kind of contest. They've taken out the kickers and instead put in a flex and a super flex. I would... I love that instead of, you know, having the differentiator be whichever kicker actually wound up hitting three fifty yard field goals out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I like that. What do you think? So here's what I do. I, I mean, I play basketball. I play football. I do season long. I do that. So I try to focus on one site, and it's mostly been DraftKings. Right. But I'll, I love this. It's going to make me play. So uh, it could do is the FanDuel for doing something different. And I think this is a good thing, and everybody should do it. All right, fair enough. So, you know, I'm going to be giving out a FanDuel lineup, but it will be the one with the kicker and no flex. But maybe next week, maybe next week I'll get yeah. in there and I'll give out one of those lineups right here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, we see who the people want for their lineup in Week 15. We're going to dig on out and see how it works. Get you a little bit of extra cash for the holidays. Come on right back. It's Lineup Block Live. 
Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to the Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got Chris Bavona using that Star Wars theme song as we're coming back in. Tony, uh, have you have you seen this? Are you a big Star Wars guy? I know my guys Jake Seeley and the crew on On Target were definitely into it. Is this something you will like eventually see or make a point to see today? Or, you know, wait until it goes so you can Netflix and chill with your son's teacher? Yeah, this is what's going to happen. I, I like Star Wars, but I'm not crazy about it. My kids like it. So Christmas Day, oh. the boys are going to see Star Wars, and the girls are going to see Pitch Perfect. Nice, nice. And what do you do, hop back and forth between both of them? No, no, no. I just stay at Star Wars. Nice. You know, I, you know. Fair I sing in the shower. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, Tony, let's make the people some money. But first, because you are going to give out an NBA lineup at the end of the show because we've been holding people down in the association today. But what people need to know, if they're going to tinker throughout the hour, they need to know some of the injuries and some of the ripple effects of those. So uh, who's in question of not making it out there tonight on the court? All right, Aaron Gordon back from a concussion. No injury uh, limit there. He's going to play the whole game. Al Horford was supposed to be out, is playing. Avery Bradley Pistons is out. Nurkic playing with minutes restriction. Don't play him. Laurie Mockin out for the Bulls. Meritich, you can play again. John Wall is going to play right around 30 minutes. The process will play tonight. He looked like he had a heart attack in the last game. <laughs> he was laying on the court with a back injury that I thought someone shot him. I thought they shot him, and he went out, and he just kept playing. It was amazing. Ian Mahaney's going to play. Marcus Morris is going to play. And that's all we got for now. All right, fair enough. But as the hour chugs along, if you have any injury updates, Tony, feel free to, you know, interrupt speeds and let us know. We'll also uh, make sure as we're coming out of break, we'll be sure to update any injuries in the NBA. But let's turn our attention to week 15 of the NFL and the DFS season. Tony, we got the poll questions up here as we look to build the people's lineup. And our first poll is at quarterback where we have Big Ben at 6,700, Cam Newton at 6,400, Nick Foles at 50. And then Russell Wilson at 7,300. Tony, I want to start with Nick Foles, okay? Obviously, Carson Wentz was like an MVP candidate so far. And if you ask me if he truly was an MVP candidate, then you should see a dramatic drop in production because of the value that Wentz had. But a lot of people like Nick Foles as a plug-and-play option with the weapons around him, the defense they have, and the fact that they are playing the New York football giants who have absolutely waived the white flag where tackling is optional. They get Nick uh, Zach Ertz back as well. Do you think Foles is a viable plug-and-play at 5,500? Yeah, absolutely. Let's just put it in perspective, all right? So what we're talking about here, let's say Nick Foles throws for 230 yards. Um, That will get you seven fantasy points just from passing. He actually runs pretty good, so let's say he gets um, 20 yards. All of a sudden, we're up to nine. What if he gets two touchdowns, right? All of a sudden, we're up to 17. That's three and a half times the value. 
All right, but you didn't factor in the, the two picks he might throw as well. But I hear you. What That's what you're looking for, right? If your guy gets 250 and two, you're good to go for the most part. But absolutely, and remember, it is a great matchup against the New York Giants. And Nick yeah, Foles, Yeah, that's man, the other thing. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing here, right? The Giants have looked non-existent on defense. They're throwing Eli Apple, who might be arguably their worst defensive back, back on the field this week and throwing him out there because they want him to sink or swim. I think they want to sink and they want to get rid of him at the end of the year, so they're trying to get something for him, but I think he's going to have a hard time. So I think that's the whole thing is the matchup comes into play here. Nick Foles, if you guys are playing season-long like a lot of people were on YouTube tonight, you guys are talking a lot of season-long stuff. Yeah. You look at Nick Foles. He's got the Giants and he's got the Raiders next week. Two good options. Certainly better, in my opinion, than the two matchups Aaron Rodgers has left on his fantasy playoff schedule with Carolina and Minnesota. But I digress. Hey, Tony, earlier in the week when we were talking about quarterbacks, we were saying that Big Ben is the absolute play at 6,700 against that Patriots defense, which is improved. But Big Ben has been on a tear. Multiple touchdowns in, I think, five games in a row, 500 yards his last time out. And to be quite honest, he's getting weapons back, whether it's Juju and Brian and don't look now, but Vance McDonald even as a potential tight end to join there with the outlaw Jesse James. We both loved Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's coming up third in this poll, though, at 6,700. Can we compel the people to vote for him? I don't know what happened, right? When we did the poll the other night, they won easily. Right. So I, I don't understand what happened here. So, I, you know, unless people are saying, hey, I got to go Nick Foles to save a little money to get Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell in there, you can fit all three of them. I gave you a lineup last night that uh, had all three of those yeah, guys. Yeah, it also in. had Juju and, in it. It also had the yeah. Steelers defense. You love the Steelers this week, I don't. Yeah. Juju's not in the lineup anymore because he's dealing with a hamstring injury. So we'll give you a new lineup. Yeah, we'll give you a new lineup. I'm not going to play him either way because he's been dealing with that for uh, too long. If it's still bothering him, there's a concern that he could get out in the field and play. So I'm going to go elsewhere uh, with uh, the Smith-Schuster situation there, and we'll give you that lineup at the end of the night. Yeah, I don't get it. I think Ben Roethlisberger, when you look at it, he's going to throw the ball 40-plus times in this contest. I think there's an opportunity for the New England Patriots to actually run on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the game tomorrow with that Ryan Shazier injury. Right. If Joe Hayden doesn't play in the game, they're also weak at cornerback. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, I agree with you, but the people are going elsewhere, Tony. The people are going for who, in my opinion right now, is the MVP of the NFL. I'm talking about Russell Wilson at 7,300. He is getting 33% of the vote. We were worried about him last week against Jacksonville. He threw three three touchdowns. Granted, he had the three interceptions as well, but in this matchup in the NFC West against the Rams, we gotta like him. I just I just like Big Ben slightly better, and he's even $600 cheaper, but Tony, the people are going with Russell Wilson. You think that's a decent play? Yeah, I mean, you look at the last week, right? At halftime, you were crying because you had about right. three fantasy points, uh, but he, he still finds a way. 24 fantasy points. Week 13, 24 fantasy points. Week 12, 24 fantasy points. 32 week before i mean he's as consistent i think when you play in a cash game in dfs you just put him in and you don't worry about it and i think that's what's happening here and why people are voting russell wilson because i'm gonna save a little money like you and go ben bet roethlisberger the consistency isn't there with roethlisberger because we've had some up and down games in the past the patriots have done well against roethlisberger so i get it but i'm not going russell wilson i'm gonna
Antonio Big Ben. All right, fair enough, Tony. But the people are inserting Russell Wilson as their quarterback for Week 15. Let's look at the running back poll. The first one we have is Le'Veon Bell at 9,300, Kenyon Drake at 5,800, Sam Pirine at 48, and Alvin Kamara in his return from a concussion against the Jets. Tony, let me start off with um, Alvin Kamara. Are you are you fine rolling him right out there, or do you think for any reason that you know when they're probably up on Bryce Petty and the Jets in the second half by about 15 or 20 points that it'll be a lot of Mark Ingram to grind it out? You you feel 100% comfortable that Kamara will return back to his productivity levels of the last month and a half? This is very interesting because everything I, I – all the research I found, Alvin Kamara's never had a concussion before. So basically he had 11 days between these games. Right. So absolutely I have no concern about the concussion issue. Let's look at Devonta Freeman. He came back and he was a better player. And they mm-hmm. didn't rest him and they threw him out there full throttle. I think the same thing happens with Alvin Kamara. And here's the other thing with Kamara. The Jets are better against the run than they are the pass. And Kamara could get involved in a lot of those short passing I do think that Mark Ingram is severely underrated in this game from everything I've seen across the industry and people forgetting about him. And I think Ingram gets a couple touchdowns in this contest. Fair enough. You mentioned that the Jets are decent against the run, but what about the fact that they are leaving Muhammad Wilkerson home this weekend, you know, being late for team meetings, kind of not being, uh, you know, let's say a good teammate in the locker room, you know, not setting the culture the right way that Todd Bowles wants. But that is a legitimate um, hole to plug for the Jets' defense. Does that maybe even help the Saints some more? Oh, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing, too. People don't realize this Saints offense is absolutely the best running game, and it's different than everybody else. Carolina was number two against the run, and they ran all over them. All right, fair enough. But, Tony, the people are not going with Alvin Kamara at 8600 They are not going with Le'Veon Bell at the price of 9300 They're going with Kenyon Drake at 5800 up against the Buffalo Bills. I got two questions for you on this one, Tony. One, how does the potential weather in Buffalo impact this? And two, what about the return to practice of Damian Williams? Because, you know, we thought this was a bell cow potential workhorse back as the last man standing. But I'm hearing Damian Williams is back at practice. I don't know if he's going to go or be active. But does that give you any cause for pause? All right. So this is why, uh, you know, I'm better than the average guy is that I actually have to find out the – I almost swore here. I almost had to find out the weather as well. I think the snow is going to happen in Buffalo on Saturday and will be all right for Sunday. So the weather will be there. And Damian Williams has practiced, but it's looking like he won't play in this game on Sunday. Here's the thing. I would try to get two of the running backs in this poll, but – if you look at it just from a, a dollar perspective, Kenyon Drake's the best dollar value out of the four guys. All right, absolutely. And Kenyon Drake is the runaway leader in this poll. 56% of the people want Kenyon Drake as one of their running backs. Tony, when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, we're going to fill out our RB2 situation. I also, Tony, I have one running back in my lineup that is not in the polls that I want to bounce off you, get your thoughts on him as well, see if he's viable for my family. And dual lineup. We'll do all that and more when we come back. We got our quarterback. We got our RB1. It is the Miami Dolphins, Kenyon Drake. We'll look at our rest of the running backs and then the wide receivers, tight ends, and fill out the people's lineup when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live. We're presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. This message is paid for by the United Elf Foundation. 
What's up, fellow elves? This is Jumpin' Jacks, your treasurer of the North Pole's UEF South Division. We've bought several ads here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because we all know how much Christmas elves love fantasy football. You know it. The UEF wanted to remind all elves on Fantasy Football Sunday leave from the North Pole that the last shuttle back to the workshop leaves our secret spot at 8 p.m. Sunday. So that's immediately after the Fantasy Sports Radio Network ends their seven straight hours of live game day coverage. What's up? If you traveled by magic, please disregard this message and remember that you're expected back in the workshop by 9 a.m. sharp on Monday. So you can still listen to the full two hours of the Roto Experts recap, then transport yourselves back, all right? Thank you all. I appreciate it. And best of luck with your fantasy playoff teams. Your elf is out. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're making the people's lineup for week 15. We got a quarterback in place. It's Russell Wilson. We got our first running back in place. It is Kenyon Drake for the Miami Dolphins. Tony, we got to look at our art options. We got Mark Ingram at 8,200. Todd Gurley at 8,300. Mike Davis at the bargain basement price of 4,000. And then Alex Collins at 5,000. Tony, I want to ask you about Alex Collins, the river dancer. This guy has seemed to grab hold of the Baltimore Ravens running back room. Are you um, are you concerned, though, that because in this PPR format, Alex Collins is the guy that grinds between the tackles, is the goal line back, but they have, you know, Buck Allen, Danny Woodhead to get in some work out of the backfield. Does that uh, temper any expectations on the River Dancer? No. Uh, you know, it's interesting. They've gone out of their way to get Alex Collins more involved in the total offense there. He had two catches last game, two catches prior to that, two catches there, and 46 yards in receiving the last game. We're seeing Danny Woodhead is become an afterthought in this offense. Buck Allen's the guy that I would like uh, to miss the bus on the way to the game because he's costing us a couple of touchdowns yeah. there. And we're looking at a guy getting 18, 20 yards, uh, 18, 20 carries. So, yeah, you can use him this week. I was surprised earlier to see the amount of uh, people that were going Alex Collins because I think you need a perfect game when you uh, go Alex Collins because you don't get as many receptions as some of these other backs. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you kind of need that good positive game script. And I guess many people are thinking that the Ravens will keep the Cleveland yeah. Browns winless on the season. We talked a little bit already about Mark Ingram as it related to Alvin Kamara. I want to ask you about Mike Davis, Tony. I mean, like the last couple of games, he's had basically a similar line of like 15 or 16 carries between 60 and 70 yards, which to be quite honest is the best I've seen out of any kind of consistency for a Seattle running back. But we still know about that offense. Offensive line, they've been a little bit better with Dwayne Brown there. Do you think that you could rely on Mike Davis as a consistent source in the run game? The answer is no, and it's not a fault of Mike Davis because he's actually been running good. If you look at it against Philadelphia, a very good defense, four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Against Jacksonville, 4.4 yards a carry. And they've been good against the run since they got Darius. Uh, they're averaging under less than four yards a carry. So Seattle. Because of their offensive line and because of their reliance on Russell Wilson, no matter how good guy this guy's playing, they forget about him. But at four thousand bucks, he's still getting the ball fifteen and sixteen times. I think he's worthy of a play. 
Yeah, especially if he finds his way in the end zone in that battle for the NFC West. Tony, real quick, I want to tell you, ask you. I asked uh, our guy Mike Florio yesterday. One of the guys I actually have in my lineup because I expect a specific kind of game flow. I got Latavius Murray in my lineup this week, Tony. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to dominate the Cincinnati Bengals. And in closer games, it's been Jarek McKinnon. But as you see, when they are up big, they are comfortable turning around and handing it to Latavius Murray after their three-game road trip. I think they come back as conquering heroes with everything in front of them. I'm taking a chance on Lat Murray in the second half and him getting in the end zone. Am I crazy? Not crazy. Uh, You know, there's a lot that needs to go into it to make this happen, but the Cincinnati defense is beset with injuries. I could obviously see it happen. Um, That's why a guy like this is in the poll, though. It's just Jarek McKinnon's involved in the passing game there. Uh, Murray's a guy that had railed on it. He had put together games of 22 fantasy points, 14 fantasy points, 12 fantasy points, and then he put up a four against a good Carolina defense. Um, So that's why I don't love him. But can he do? Absolutely. That defense is not there. And one other guy that's in this poll Mm -hmm. you need to pay attention to on Sunday because he could be the number one running back is Todd Gurley. Here's what's happening here. Seattle, we all know about the defensive back injuries, but in the last game, you saw Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright both mm. leave that game. Those are two stud linebackers. Yeah. If those two guys don't play this week, and there's a chance both might miss this game, you gotta you got to put him in your lineup on Sunday, and he's going to run for 150 yards against the Seattle team. Yeah, and as you know, Todd Gurley also is getting some production in the past game this year as well. But, Tony, only 27% of the people like Todd Gurley. They are instead going with the Irish jig that is Alex Collins at only 5000 So, Tony, the people are saving a lot of money at their running back yeah. position, going with Alex Collins and Kenyon Drake. Let's see if that means they spend it at the wide receiver position, where our first poll has Antonio Brown at 9500 Mike Thomas at 74 Jermaine Curse at only $4,000, and Michael Crabtree at 68 I want to start right there with Michael Crabtree. We are hearing that Amari Cooper will likely not make this game. They're going up against the Dallas Cowboys secondary. I think Mike Crabtree could be a very interesting play at only 6800 going up against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Yeah, I talked about this earlier uh, on one of the uh, shows, is that, you know, you don't know what to do when a guy like Michael Crabtree loses the other wide receiver, right? We've seen it go when all of a sudden you lose the other wide receiver, then they double-team you, and then you're uh, shot out of the game. I look at this Dallas Cowboys defense, it's not great. I think there's an opportunity, if Cooper was playing, that Crabtree would be a guy we played anyways. I'm not going to upgrade him that much considerably, uh, because of the loss to Mari Cooper. I think he's a good play, but this Oakland offense has been so inconsistent. The only guy we've been seeing putting up numbers on a consistent basis is actually Marshawn Lynch, yeah. and I had no expectations coming into the year. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you also about Jermaine Curse in this poll. Tony, I'm a little surprised, to be honest, that you have him in this poll. I understand the $4,000 price tag, but I got two words for you. Bryce Petty. Um, so with that in mind, and listen, I know Robbie Anderson is probably going to have Marshawn Lattimore on him. You know, you got to figure that. So I can understand maybe the Jermaine Curse, and I can understand some garbage time production. But do you trust the quarterback throwing him the ball this Sunday? Here's the thing, right, is that if you – we hear a lot of talk about – this point spread 16 in this game, yeah, right? It's a 16-point favorite in this game. So if you play, if we always go with game script, is something we always talk about, right? right? 
if they get behind, you've got to think there's going to be 36 to 45 attempts by Bryce Petty in this game. Right. Now, Bryce Petty's always been a guy that's throwing the ball five yards down the field, seven yards down the field. But he did have some big games last year deep with Robbie Anderson. I think that he has the ability to throw the ball that many times. I think it's going to be a tougher matchup for Robbie Anderson. And I think that at 4000 bucks, you can take a shot on Jermaine Curse getting double-digit targets in this game. Yeah, because we expect a little bit of garbage time action for the J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 just end the season. But, Tony, our fans, our voters, the people's lineup, they're not going Michael Crabtree. They're not going Jermaine Curse. They are paying the money, and they are going Antonio Brown for $9,500. they are going to spend a little bit of their budget. I mean, might this guy be the safest? floor in all of the NFL, Tom? Yeah, I was talking to a guy today that was telling me LaShawn McCoy is a guy that actually knows all his statistical numbers, knows how many yards he has, lifetime rushing and everything. Antonio Brown's a lot like that to me, and Antonio Brown can smell the MVP. He Mm -hmm. hears the talk of the MVP. He's going to be in Big Ben's ear on the biggest stage. Everybody's watching the Patriots and the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy's going to go off. I mean, I don't know who they're going to have covering him. Uh, the New England Patriots, but it ain't going to matter. Uh, I think you just put them in your lineup and you start out Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and build from there. Yeah, I actually agree. When we reveal my fan duel lineup, both of those Steelers will certainly be in that lineup. And Tony, Antonio Brown is also the wide receiver one in the people's lineup. Let's look to wide receiver two, where the options are A.J. Green at 6,500. The aforementioned Robbie Anderson with Marshawn Lattimore on him at 5,600. Devontae Adams at 6,800. And then Marquise Goodwin at at 6,000 in a plus matchup against, I believe, the Tennessee Titans. But I want to ask you about A.J. Green. So many people are asking me questions this week about A.J. Green. As you know, he's going up against the person who I think is one of the top three cornerbacks in the NFL and Xavier Bumpy Rhodes. Um, you're not going to see A.J. Green at 6,500, though, many times. And yeah. so do you, still, do you still think you got a price enforced there regardless of the cornerback he's facing? You have to consider it. I mean, you're looking at a guy in his last two games at 16 targets and 12 targets. And if we're right that Minnesota's going to be able to run the ball down their throats mm-hmm. and put up some points against that uh, defense, Game they're going to have to throw the ball. Yeah, 6500 bucks. We've seen this happen where they've adjusted the price too low because the guy's facing a good defense. And you just absolutely crush him. So I think A.J. Green's certainly worthy of consideration. I think his upside might be limited, but it wouldn't shock me if he got 20 fantasy points. All right. So, yeah, I I understand. I agree. Remember, I think the narrative is going that way because of my Latavius Murray play. So, yeah, it stands to reason that Cincinnati will be throwing and some garbage time production. We'll just see if A.J. Green is able to shake free of Xavier Rhodes. We already talked about Robbie Anderson in the poll. Tony, I want to ask you about Devontae Adams. You know, Obviously, one of the most talked about people this week is the return of Aaron Rodgers, right? And so a lot of people are just assuming that along with the return of Aaron Rodgers comes the return of Jordy Nelson back as the number one target back in the end zone. Meanwhile, Devontae Adams has established himself as the wide receiver one for the Green Bay Packers. Do you think for some reason, though, all of a sudden the love and the attention and the targets go back to Jordy? You know, I, I, it's interesting. I didn't have Jordy Nelson as a top 12 wide receiver, but I put him in the third poll just to get what people thought. I think Devontae Adams has shown himself to be the most skilled wide receiver, the best athlete out of the group, and I think he's going to pick up 
where he left off with Brett Hundley at quarterback. And I think Devontae Adams would be the main threat. And I think that you could use him this week because I think there'll be some people that will go with Jordy Nelson that believe in Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to stay away from the Green Bay situation in this game against Carolina. I think he could have a good game. Aaron Rodgers has always come back and done it. But why get involved in a situation we don't know what's really going on? All right, fair enough. But the people instead are going with Marquise Goodwin as their wide receiver to Tony in a matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Listen, Marquise Goodwin has been good with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, last week, over 100 yards. The week before that, catching eight out of eight targets for 99 yards. We got the 49ers at home. The people are going with Marquise Goodwin at 6,000 as their wide receiver too. Tony, when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live, I want to get your thoughts on the people's pick of Marquise Goodwin, and then we're going to move on to our third wide receiver, our tight end, our defense, our flex position. We will continue to fill out the people's lineup right here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony getting the people's lineup for Week 15. And Tony, the people are going with Marquise Goodwin as their wide receiver, too, at the price of $6,000. I like it. I like the matchup, and I like the chemistry that apparently he has with Jimmy G on the center. What do you think? There's no one else there to throw the ball to, and they've absolutely uh, lit it up. I mean, 19 and 17 fantasy points uh, in his last two games with – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and he hasn't gotten to the end zone. So we're only a touchdown away from really busting it open with Marquise Goodwin. And he's been a guy that's solidified even in your season-long leagues. You just put him in the lineup every week. He's a set-it-and-forget-it guy. Who would ever thought? Marquise Goodwin. Set it and forget it. Yeah, absolutely. He was on the boomer bus train, in my opinion, earlier in the season as just this deep route guy. But now he is the last man standing. And at home, if he gets in the end zone, he will return some value. Tony, let's go to wide receiver three real quick where we have a tight poll. Dede Westbrook at 5,100. Devin Funchess at 5,600. Jordy Nelson at 6,300. And then Sterling Shepard at 52. We already talked a little bit about Jordy Nelson. Let's talk about Devin Funchess, Tony, at 56. Gotta like the matchup against Green Bay. My question for you is, do you think that um, Greg Olson's return has any uh, damaging effects to Devin Funches, especially in the red zone? No, because I think they're going to have to throw the ball in this game. Now, Funches' health is a little concerning to me. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. Um, so I like both those guys in this matchup. I think that uh, uh, Funches, there's enough of Funches and Olsen in this contest. I'm concerned about the quarterback. It's a great matchup for for Cam, and Cam's either good or he's either bad. We saw Stewart get three touchdowns last week. When he gets three touchdowns, I think, is Cam Newton not healthy? Like, why didn't he run a couple of them in, right? Exactly. What's going on? And his play's been terrible, too. So my only uh, thing here is I think Devin Funches 
6,600, well worth the price. If Cam Newton's healthy and it's there, he's got 57 catches already this season. We're talking about a great year for Devin Funches. He's a guy I feel comfortable with. Yeah, he's a guy the Carolina Panthers feel comfortable with also. That's why they traded Kelvin Benjamin away a little bit earlier on in the season. Tony, only 4% of the people are going with Sterling Shepard at 5,200. But by your theory, right, this idea of garbage time production potentially, we, uh, we seem to believe that Nick Foles can lead these Eagles against these Giants anyway so might Sterling Shepard get some garbage time production also and who the hell is he going to throw the ball to if he don't throw to Sterling Shepard Evan now, Ingram? you look at that yeah I mean that that passing game they played Dallas last week and they only got 2.7 points right uh, Oakland he had 8.6 so but he had a 28 uh fantasy points before the injury uh when he was out those two weeks with the uh, migraine headaches there and I think we get somewhere back into the 14 to 18 point range for Sterling Shepard this week. All right, fair enough. But only 4% of the people are going with Sterling Shepard. 41% of the people are going with the people's lineup, making this our wide receiver three. It is D.D. Westbrook at 5,100 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a guy, listen, I mean, he's been getting targets. He's been getting catches. Blake Bortles has not been turning the ball over. And, Tony, here's my question for you. Do you think... Leonard Fournette is going to play this weekend and if not does that help D.D. Westbrook yeah I think uh, he's going to play and so I think I. no I, I don't think it I don't think he's going to uh I don't think it would help in that situation uh, because you look at it with Leonard Fournette you have to respect the run when he's in the game say they go to T.J. Yeldon then it becomes a passing offense Blake Bortles you know is going to pose the ball 35 times and then you lose a guy in the box there the interesting part on this D.D. Westbrook, and I got D.D. in my lineup, so I, I believe you. But if I'm going to look at this, and I'm going to say where we're going about is the wrong way, is that Marquise Lee is now only 700 bucks more. Hmm. Like, we could find 700 bucks and go Marquise Lee. D.D. Westbrook is a guy that has the home run ability. That's what excites us as fantasy owners. He has the ability to get deep. And Marquise Lee's the guy that gets the targets. Like, he gets double-digit targets every game. Right. So my only thought on this is we might be going with the wrong guy. All right. Well, we'll see how the Jacksonville Jaguars play it. Tony, I want to bounce off one wide receiver off of you. This is a guy we've talked about before in the past because he is getting targets almost more than anybody – is more than anybody in the league outside of Antonio Brown. Leads the league in receiving touchdowns. I know he's on the injury report. I know he's got a bad matchup. But that just makes me like him more because he'll be low-owned. And I'm talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Do you think that there's too many things against him this week? Or does it not matter because he still will get 16 targets and catch eight of them? I, I go both ways on this, right? If he didn't have the toe injury, right. I would probably tell you what, play him, right? And here's the thing. He didn't practice again today, but he's going to play in the game on Sunday, right? And that makes sense. If you got a guy that's a superstar like this guy, why throw him out of practice, all right? So he's going to play. And I look at it. He had 39 fantasy points against a poor San Francisco team. So let's take Baltimore. Baltimore, he put up 22 fantasy points. He had 10 targets in that game. I think against Jacksonville, he has 15 or 16 targets. And I think he's still playable in a DFS perspective. If you're playing season long, you play him no matter what. Right. I don't know why people ask that question, but they ask it. You go there. So, yeah, 
you're right. He's going to be owned by less than 3% of the people this week. All right, and if he does what he does by being, you know, the the second-best wide receiver so far this season, I will take it. But, Tony, the people are going with D.D. Westbrook. Let's look at tight end where our options are Rob Gronkowski at 7,300, Ricky Seals-Jones at 3,000, Charles Clay at 3,000. So some options if you want to go shopping at the bargain basement. And then the Reverend Jimmy Graham at 4,900. Tony, that's where I want to start with Jimmy Graham. He got a bagel last Last week, ending people's season-long fantasy hopes in the first round of the playoffs. You got to figure, though, he has a little bit of a bounce back. I think, actually, Russell Wilson might make a conscious effort to feed him early and often to keep him engaged in the offense. What do you think about Jimmy Graham at 4,900? Jimmy Graham, the whole thing with him is he's been so touchdown dependent, right? Even the weeks when he was putting up the big points he was getting in the end zone because his yardage has never been there. Uh, we're looking at games. This is what we've done. Zero. He had zero catches, Jacksonville. You all know that. Mm-hmm. But he had 26 yards against Philadelphia, 34 against San Francisco, 58 against Atlanta, 27, 59, 39, 51, 37, 11, 2, 8. Those numbers are not anything to write home about, but it's the touchdowns there. And I think they're going to score. I think we're going to have a high-scoring game. I think there's risk associated with it, but I don't think it's a bad play. All right, so we're hoping for Jimmy Graham to get into the end zone. Tony, I want to ask you also, I mean, Jimmy Graham is only two percentage points ahead of Rob Gronkowski right now. But listen, Charles um, Hogan is back for the Patriots. Uh, Gronk is back off suspension now for the Patriots. you got to figure they're going to... Uh you know, focus on Gronk in the middle of the field, especially. And, you know, I hate to say it this way, but the Steelers are without Ryan Shazier, their yeah. best speed kind of linebacker. And I think that makes a big difference for guys like Gronk, guys like Rex Burkhead. I'll tell you what, uh, Hogan didn't look healthy in that last game, right? right? We didn't see him until the fourth quarter, so maybe he was getting himself in game shape. But he didn't look like the same player. I think it's going to be a lot of Rob Gronkowski in this game. And you know what? I hate paying 7300 bucks for my tight end. Uh, just like everybody else. But I'll tell you right now, he's going to be well worth it. I think he gets an opportunity in this one. We need to get 27 fantasy points, though. So that's and two that's touchdowns. The with this. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. But if you look at it, in his last two games, he put up 25 and 26 fantasy points. All right, well, that would make it viable. Tony, I think you're going to have to go back and check this poll a little bit later on because right now Jimmy Graham is the people's tight end at 4,900, but Rob Gronkowski is nipping at his heels. It is a one percentage point difference, but right now the people are going with Jimmy Graham. Tony, real quick, let's go on over to the defense where we got some interesting options, and I completely agree with the people, I must say. The Jaguars at 4 the Saints at 3,900, the Steelers at 21, or the Ravens at 3,800. Tony, the people and I are going with the New Orleans Saints at 3,900. They have been, you know, opportunistic with the turnovers. They are at home. They're facing a backup quarterback on a non-contending team in the Jets. I like the Saints if you have $3,900 to spare. What do you think? I absolutely agree. And I'm just going to touch on the Jaguars real quick. Yeah. I can't pay $4,500 for any defense. I think it's a good play, but you know what? I mean, that price is crazy. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, everyone loves the Jaguars, Saxonville, and the whole you know the whole narrative there. But listen, for six hundred dollars less, you can get a team that has multiple defensive touchdowns. You know, and they're like I said, they're going up against a team that has mailed it in and has their backup quarterback in there. What they need to do though, Tony, we're about to give out some lineups. You could put this lineup at DailyRoto.com/slash/DKMS and help the fight against blood cancer. You could find. Find out, you know, maybe, um, you know, be a blood donor or a bone marrow donor, and that is certainly the way to go. But you only got two weeks left to get into the finals and maybe get to the big game with Justin Timberlake performing at halftime. Tony, uh, we'll reveal all these lineups, but I know we also have NBA lineups and NBA actions about to tip off in a couple of minutes. Any injury updates for the people? Uh, we'll check them and get them real quick when we get back because I uh, don't have the latest updates for us. I'm um, getting them as we speak on the phone trying to figure them out. All right, fair enough. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk injuries when we come back. We're also going to figure out who is an option for our flex play. But to recap, Tony, the people's wide receivers at this point are Antonio Brown, Marquise Goodwin, and Dede Westbrook. The people are starting Jimmy Graham as of now, although I do believe Rob Gronkowski might catch up and then the Saints are the people's defense so uh, it sounds like uh, what do we have about 3,500 left for our flex play so I'm going to go scour the options that we had that are at 3,500 or less during the break we'll work it out and we'll see what the people got I got to tell you though Tony I got a tight end that I don't think you're going to like I would love 10 seconds on him I actually think this is the week Greg Olson comes back I think this is the week Greg Olson he's back in grass got an interesting match matchup against the Green Bay Packers, who are, in fact, 24th against the pass. I think if Cam Newton, especially if he's banged up, he's going to go to a security blanket of Greg Olson. I think he gets back in the mix this week. Won't surprise me at all, I'll tell you the truth. All right, fair enough. Let's see who we can do at the flex position for the people. We'll talk NBA injuries and NBA lineup and our lineups for Week 15. We're more than just your friends. We got what you need. It's the way to win that cash for the holiday season. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. The people are going with Russell Wilson. You think that's a decent play? I think when you play the cash game in DFS, you just put him in and you don't worry about it. And I think that's what's happening here and why people are voting Russell Wilson. Because I'm going to save a little money to go Ben Roethlisberger. The consistency isn't there with Roethlisberger because we've had some up and down games in the past. So I get it, but I'm not going Russell Wilson. I'm going to go Big Ben. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lana Block Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane and Tony taking you into a weekend of week 15 in the NFL season. And Tony, we got a lot of lineups to give out right now, okay? So we got to do some NBA injuries and your NBA lineup. Then we'll make the people some money in the NFL for week 15. What do we got going on in the association tonight? Yeah, the clip is a decimated tonight. Austin Rivers and Milos Teodosic are out tonight. So Lou Williams is the guy you have to put in. He'll shoot the ball 100 times. Alan Karabi's out tonight in that game uh, for Brooklyn. Joe Harris and Kyrus Levert can be played in that none. And the rest of the injuries were all caught up. And we'll give you the, the NBA lineup tonight that you can go. And you can go ahead and uh, uh, put together in just a second. got to change one thing here. What about our flex position? 
Oh, our flex position. I think we were going back and forth over the break. It sounds like we're going to go because we only have about 3,500. It sounds like we're going Brandon LaFell. Remember, we talked about the potential for garbage time production with the Cincinnati Bengals likely down against the Vikings. And we also talked about how A.J. Green is going to have Rose closed on him. So we're going the other direction with Brandon LaFell, who does find his way in the end zone. Yeah, Brandon LaFell is a guy, I think, in garbage time, that's going to be a good play. So I think the people, you know what? It's a decent lineup for them today. today. I, I actually like it. I don't think it's going to win a tournament. So what are we doing? Are we going uh, tournament we're, status? We're going quintuple-ups, yeah. triple-ups, half 50-50s? What are we doing? We're going to put an, an $8 tournament, and we're going a $25-50-50. Oh, look at you. Uh, take those today. You are trying yeah, to get the people back in the black above. We're trying to earn some money for the people before the holiday season. Tony, when you're doing a little bit of tinkering there, let me give you my FanDuel lineup for Week 15. I'm going Big Ben Roethlisberger at 8,000 on FanDuel. I'm stacking him up with Antonio Brown. I got Marquise Goodwin as a wide receiver. And then I'm thinking that people are going to be off D-Hop, so I'm going to be all over DeAndre Hopkins. My running backs, as we discussed, I'm going Kenyon Drake. I like him in Buffalo and Latavius Murray because I like the game flow I expect for the Vikings. I told you, I believe in Greg Olson. I think it's the cheapest we're going to get him. He's back on grass. I think that's good. And then I'm going with the New Orleans Saints defense against Bryce Petty and the Jets. Who would have thought an NFL player back on grass? Juwan Evans is my point guard, $3,000 in the NBA tonight playing for the Clippers. Lou Williams, $7,600. Giannis Antetokounmpo, $11,600. Jermichael Green, $4,800. He's getting 32 minutes. He wasn't getting that two weeks ago. His price is too low. Joel Embiid, $9,800 against Oklahoma City. Not a great matchup, but he's under $10,000. That's a joke. Karis LeVert, $5,200. Uh, we're going to go Jarrell Wilson for the Clippers, another guy that should get playing time at minimum salary, 3000 and Jonas Valchunas, 4900 Now, I gave you a lineup last night in football, but we've had to change that. A little bit of tinkering. I'm a little skid off with Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'm going uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Kenyon Drake, Antonio Brown, D.D. Westbrook, Jermaine Curse. We talked about that during the show. Nice. During the show. I'm going to go cheap at tight end, and I'm going to take a shot with everybody's favorite tight end in America, Ricky Seals-Jones. <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones. Sam Perrine, we didn't talk about. He's the only guy left in Washington. Mm-hmm. He's going to get 20 touches, and he's only 4800 bucks. So I'm putting him in there, and I'm going to take a shot with the uh, Patriots and Steelers throwing the ball. Two out of three bad things happen. I'm going to use the Steelers' defense. Expecting them to maybe pick off TB12 a little bit, or yeah. maybe James Harrison ends the avocado streak, and then we see uh, someone else <laughs> in there. I'm telling you, Tony, I don't know that Brady's going to make it six more games, which is what Patriots fans believe they need for a repeat. You know, he's already missing days with the Achilles. You know, that offensive line has had him, you know, get hit a lot more than in recent years. And the man is 40 years old after all. So, hey, I'm just saying, maybe I'm saying that as wishful thinking because my Super Bowl pick is the Steelers against the New Orleans Saints. I believe Drew Brees is better than any of those NFC quarterbacks that will be in the Super Bowl. But I digress. Hey, Tony, we're going to talk on Sunday, right? Sunday morning? Sunday morning, make sure you're there at 10 o'clock hour. We'll give you all the latest injury updates, the weather, and make sure you're a winner. Absolutely. We'll talk weather. We'll talk Leonard Fournette. We'll talk Juju Smith-Schuster and more right there on the Sunday edition of Lineup Lock Live. But you have our lineups for now. Go on, put them in there, win a little bit of cash. Hey, Tony, hit up that teacher. Go see Star Wars with her and have a great weekend.